Good morning. So, um, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Um, I appreciate you for tuning in. I appreciate you all for the feedback. It has been awesome um, just to hear your thoughts. Um, even the constructive critique. I'm always open ears. As I told you all, this is just me inviting you into my living room, so to speak. Um, And we all won't share the same mindset and opinions. And that's why it's great, because uh, we all come from different walks of life. And maybe someone could benefit from what you have to say. But do note that if you have an opinion or suggestion or you have some input, I'm going to hold you to speaking on that from your point of view. Um, I can be the voice for some, but not all. And so it's always good to have someone else Uh, stand in place so that's an open invitation you're always welcome to send a voice memo you can catch me on ig champagne and tea Uh, they even have the possibility of sending messages directly here so just to kind of start off with that uh secondly um you know i love i don't know what it is about being in the car um that's my (laughs) my happy space and time Uh, Guys, it's April and wow, it's April. Uh, Some of you may know that it is my birthday month um, and it's the time of year that I try to get all of my friends together to just celebrate love and give my flowers while I can. Um, But this year... (laughs) It's a little different for me because I spent the last year completely soul searching, finding myself, fasting, praying, asking God for something different and just challenging myself as I usually do. But this time, 10 times harder to be the best version of myself possible And that did not come without some sacrifices. So with that being said, um, as I do my yearly reflection, as some of you might do on New Year's, I do it on my birthday month. I want to go down memory lane with you all and just do some reflection in hopes that it may touch somebody else and help somebody else with their time. I ain't going to start in no particular order, I guess. But in between the recordings that I post, um, I'm going to do my little countdown. Um, Man, it was approximately 9, 10, 9 or 10 years ago. Not, yeah, not quite the, on the better end of nine years ago. I was with my family, you know, had the whole miracle sense of finding the white picket fence, American dream type situation, you know, the 2.5 kids and a beautiful home and just all of the things that everyone tells you that you you should aspire to have and be in order to be happy but y'all let me tell you something (laughs) I couldn't be the furthest 
from happy of the definition <laughs> in total, okay? I was scared and sure. This year was a pivotal uh, turning point for me and that I had to learn how to fight and fight differently. I remember multiple times looking down at my stomach saying, oh, dear God, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that I have to figure this out. Uh, I was coming up with the end of my pregnancy. I was scared, but I was sure. And so I knew that I had to make some different decisions. I had been in a relationship at that time for you know, a long time. My my ring sparkled. It was beautiful for for what it was to the outside world. You know, I had the opportunity to be involved with two beautiful children prior to, but there was just a lot of behind the scenes hurt. And at that time, I knew that I needed to do something different. Um, those of you who would be purchasing my book will get a full detailed story of what that looked like. But for now, I'm just going to call this the part of my life that changed my life forever and allowed me to become fearless. Something about new life brings new understanding. I was definitely concerned about where I was going to live. I had got laid off. Um, I was determined to separate from my relationship, leave everything behind. (laughs) Um, And I packed everything in this little clown car. And I said, God, I don't know what... I'm doing, but I can't do it without you. And I was scared. I was so scared, y'all. I was scared because I had never had a mother to raise me. I had been the feeling mother, um, but love wasn't hard. I knew how to love. I knew how to give in addition to. But when someone was solely dependent upon you, um... It was a little different. Um, I had been the mother for siblings and, you know, I had, you know, stepped in a lot of ways that were not necessarily my job, but this was my job. This was my full time, no breaks, no, no (laughs) instruction book job, y'all. And imagine finding that out and then also finding out that your whole love life was a complete lie. Um, The infidelity, uh, the confusion, and all those things, they left a mark in me that changed me. And it was different because you think you know somebody 
but somebody can hide themselves from you for as long as they like because you can choose to see what you want to see in a person but this story is not even about him you know his choosing to be in or out the closet that was totally on him what this story is about was the realization that you can't change people and so be with them through all the seasons and then you'll figure out for yourself who you need to be finding your own identity yeah I remember moving to some I won't say hood but it was about as close to hood as it could be (laughs) apartments um, on the better end of town much as I can afford uh, newly laid off from a job and I remember working nights Uh, I had two jobs at the time and I remember working nights because my child was not even six months old and I needed somebody to keep her Um, at this time my parents were not present uh, for their own reasons their own choosing choosing and I was definitely doing a lot of this by myself my grandmother was suffering from cancer and my aunt also sick they stepped in and did abundantly (laughs) above and beyond (laughs) um god they definitely were heaven sent but it was something different about this season because postpartum depression is real uh motherhood is real and i'm trying not to talk in riddles But just to kind of give you an outlook, I was this scared mother who had left her career of over five, six years. Uh, I had a little clown car. And when I say everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. My car was messing up. Um, My relationship at this point, I had left. they went to jail for domestic violence and I said I was never taking this person back Um, and I had very little support Uh, and it was it was a life-changing experience because I was like are you gonna sink are you gonna swim (laughs) and all I kept thinking was I don't really have a choice but to swim because I'm carrying this child on my back and a different kind of fight came out of me my biggest fear growing up was always to have children I thought I was gonna be the bougie auntie (laughs) that slid the money under the table and sugared the kids up I never thought that it was gonna be my right and responsibility so you could imagine this new mother going to work graveyard shifts uh, working for you know the Greek house basically for lack of a better word top flight security <laughs> after being a, a teacher instructor professor for years but I had to do what I had to do because who was going to watch my child uh, trying to figure out how to do milk and pay for things because you know how it goes the upper middle class you don't can't barely afford your place but you don't qualify for all of the benefits so I was just in a place where I was like God why me what did I do I was a good girl (laughs) 
a good girl. I waited, you know, I had the house, the family, I did everything right. Why am I here? Why am I becoming a statistic? What does this look like? Like, why would you allow me to be in this situation with someone who doesn't even love themselves? And I was so blinded, y'all. I was just, I mean, I was just angry. I was so angry in this season because this is not how I was supposed to work. It wasn't supposed to work like this. God, it was not supposed to be like this. And I had to take ownership in this season in order for me to learn how to swim. I had to take ownership going to that job overnight. And as I went to that job overnight, guys, it it hit different. Um, I remember fasting and praying and asking God to pull me out of this situation and this young lady who I met in the midst of me being angry from my own personal situation it's only fair that I be transparent with you when I say that um I was angry because of their choices so I met this girl and she was it was during pancake I guess pancake season where I pancake season y'all that sounds silly um pancake night at the college where they basically fed all of the students for their finals and she asked me was I hungry and I was like no thank you so she thought I was being standoffish you know how people assume and I was just like no I'm good um I don't want anything to eat and she was like well what's the issue why you don't want it for me now she appeared to be which I try not to pass judgment but she appeared to be uh more of a masculine uh homosexual female lesbian And so I guess she assumed because I declined her food that I was thinking she was coming on to me. And that could be the furthest from the case. I wasn't worried about that. I was more upset at what I had going on and trying to fast. You know, you really don't let people know that you're fasting. And so she just kept trying to get information from me. And, um... I remember her asking me about what I was reading, asking me about what I was doing. And so I don't know what it was, but uh, Jackie Hill Perry, a poet who actually used to be a stud, had a poem. And so I don't know why, but I shared it with her. I wasn't trying to judge her. I wasn't trying to change her. But she kept asking me about fasting and she was like, I want to quit doing cigarettes. And is that is fasting mean that, you know, God going to deliver you from that? I said, well, you have to have a, a made up mind because he gives you free will that that's what you want to do. And he'll give you the strength to, um, you know, relieve yourself of that stronghold. And she seemed kind of confused, but understood. And so she asked me later, you know, what I was watching, what I was doing. I shared that with her that poem with her and so she took me outside and I remember at two o'clock in the morning we're praying outside uh this college's uh library and I just remember telling her it's not for me to choose your path or judge your path or make you feel a way about your path but I hadn't shared with her what I was going through in my own personal life and it hurt it hurt so bad because I could feel her dislike for herself and her choices Um, that had nothing to do with judgment for me (laughs) or anyone else. It was her own personal. And uh, God softened my heart that night because the hatred 
that I was developing for the individual who was not forthcoming with their uh, sexuality change. It changed me because I realized that some people just don't understand and know themselves, let alone how to explain themselves or how it affects another person. They don't know how it affects them. Y'all, that night was different. And so, you know, we went on to be friends and, you know, I ate a few pancakes later from her. Um, and we were, you know, really cool, but she made some decisions that sat right with her. I remember her telling me, my grandma is proud of everything I do except for this. And I said, but are you proud of you? Do you feel good about you? At the end of the day, all you have is you and the good Lord and you do what is best for you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I could just tell you how to love you and what you do. And so then comes another young lady. She uh, had lost her baby. Her and her husband were fighting and they were just going through different things. Uh, And I just remember me and her being really close. This definitely was not her field of work, nor mine. (laughs) You could tell we were definitely not in place, especially on graveyard shifts. But I just remember her needing a shoulder to cry on. And she was just like, I don't understand why he won't make these decisions and do this and do that. And I said to her, well, have you ever just allowed him to do it the best way he knew how? And then guide and direct in that place? Have you ever just stepped back and allow him to just make the decisions? And then you make the decisions that are best for you? Well, I mean, I'm just saying he won't go to counseling. He won't. Well, why don't you go to counseling? Now, y'all, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not any of those things. But again, here it is. God showing me lessons through other people. So I decided to go get help from me. (laughs) I needed to heal. And this woman, good friend of mine, not only did she get pregnant again, move away from the family and the toxic relationships that were influencing her husband's decision, but her and her husband's marriage blossomed because she stopped trying to get, make him go get help and helped herself. And that was amazingly life-changing because sometimes I think that we don't understand our places and we don't understand where we need to be. And that's, that's the hardest part. You can't help nobody if you don't help yourself, love. (laughs) So that's number two, right? So I, I always think it comes in threes because I believe that this season was dying of all my fears, right? So I'm sitting there trying not to fall asleep. They moved my station over and this guy, I, I want to be correct when I say uh, African, um, not Americanized. Uh, he had moved here some years ago. He was sitting there talking to me and he made a comment that was very male chauvinistic. And I just shook my head and he's like, what, you got something to say? And I was just like, no, I don't have anything to say. And so it bothered him because silence is loud. So he comes back around and he tries to 
you know, get under my skin again. And I just shook my head and I went back to what I was doing. And he said, you don't have anything to say? And I was like, is there something that you want me to say? Do I need to validate you in some kind of way? Like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how we got on the subject, guys, because I didn't know this man from Adam. And I said, it sounds like to me you have an issue with women. So whatever caused you to have that issue with women, you need to let it go. Because it is, the insecurity is definitely loud. And he snapped at me and said some disrespectful stuff and walked off. Then I guess during his rounds, he came back again. And it was at this point, I think almost 4.35 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I could see it starting to brighten up just a little bit outside. And he comes in there and he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, I don't know. I just have this good read when it comes to people. Whatever it was that happened, you got to let it go. And this man who doesn't know me from Adam proceeds to tell me about a a family member, older woman who molested him back in his old country. And I remember me, this non-emotional person at the time, especially trying to hold back everything in me so that I can just find the words to comfort him and guess what there really weren't any because sometimes you really can't say anything that heals the hurt of someone they have to find that on their own and sometimes there really is no encouraging words other than I hear you he goes I don't know why I'm telling you this and I, y'all, I didn't know why he was telling me this either. Because again, I know this man, real masculine, muscular, all that. Um, but he was broken on the inside. And so all I shared with him was the moment that you let that go and you get the help that you need, you might very well find yourself with a beautiful family. And I'm sorry that happened to you. You didn't deserve it. But hating every woman that represents this woman is not going to change your heart and how you feel. It's not going to make the pain go away. Soon after these three encounters, and mind you, I'm fasting, right? So I'm going through these phases of fasting and praying. God blessed me with not one but two jobs, going back to teaching and doing what I needed to do. And he later sent help when it came to my daughter. Um, And I know I went kind of far off, but I had to share those things with you to say that in the midst of your struggle and when you think that you are sinking, God will show you how deep those waters run. And that your head is way further above water than so many if you just open your eyes. Some of us be trying to fight with our eyes closed. We missing the target. (laughs) You understand? Sinking. You ever had a child jump in the water and be screaming and hollering and not realizing it's shallow? (laughs) Like the kids that hate the bath water. You ain't going to drown, love. Well, you know, we're going to hope they don't drown. But the idea 
was that at the end of the day, God showed me my power. And he showed me that I too was going to get through this. And that sometimes people really just don't know how broken they are. Because you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) Y'all, this season changed my life. I began to pull myself out of this hole that I had not knowingly dug for so long. Uh trying to love someone that didn't love themselves and I started loving me more when you're not vulnerable when you're healthy you have healthy relationships and you're able to identify strongholds and bondages because you recognize what that looks like but when you're unhealthy you don't recognize the unhealthy in somebody else kind of like those trainers you ever dated a fitness person Baby, anything you eat, they're going to tell you the calories, the sugars, what it does to your body. They're going to they gonna come for you, honey, because they know what healthy looks like. So when you're healthy, you could be in a healthy relationship. And I started building healthy relationships with not only people. Um, I took a time away from romantic relationships for me. This year was finding myself because I could no longer be in fear of not being a mother because I didn't have a physically, you know, healthy minded mother uh, or woman um, standing in to assist me with being a mother. It was different, y'all. But I learned so much about myself in this season because I learned how to fight. I learned patience. I learned how to be a nurturer because that was something that I struggled with. And I learned how to forgive people that couldn't even forgive themselves. And I made a vow to myself during this season that no one couldn't take me on a trip that I didn't want to go on. So as I reflect... Try not to go over 30 minutes because I know your time is valuable. If you want to hear more, it will definitely be in my book. I learned in this season, almost a decade ago, that fear is what we make of it. And fight is what we learn of it. Um... And forgiveness is for us, not the other person. So this was the changing part of my life. And uh, I thank God for that place. So to any new mother out there, uh, any mother who's starting over after (laughs) being a mother 14 years and we're in a new type of people and obstacles... I'm just going to tell you to be fearless and ask God to figure it out. (laughs) Anyone starting over in a relationship after six plus years, 17, whatever it is, and you found yourself somewhere in there. Don't look back on the time you invested. Look on the time that you need to invest in what's new. Um, Those who are dealing with heartaches and bondages, forgive yourself, forgive that person and get the help you need 
Happy April to all my April babies. Um, may you continue to be blessed with wealth, knowledge, and health, and lots and lots of love. Until next time, thanks for joining.